Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. So here we go. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao, in India, Namaste, in Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zhasitsi. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Yin Dobre. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Asim Wasalan. In Ghana, Afwaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Sao Bono. In Senegal, Zangadet. In Kenya, Jam. And hang in there. Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu alaikum. Greetings. And we are in the Yata's tiny house village. Here we
right. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoyed those pictures from my tiny house village. That um, represents a seven, eight-year journey to dwell in a very small space. Currently, I'm in 320 square feet of space. I love it, love it, love it. After being in two, 3,000 square foot as a married woman with two children, I'm now a single woman with a, a beautiful partner in my life, and I'm joyfully gratitude everywhere, everywhere. So this is uh, Blog Talk Radio, Facebook Live, and YouTube um, University today. So I'm going to manage all three of these. And uh, a man who um, suggested or motivated me or kept uh, suggesting I start a YouTube channel is joining me tonight, uh, Volban Schwartzwald, a.k.a. L.A. Davis, is going to join me tonight to talk about a documentary that we watched and we just really enjoyed the documentary, and now it has exploded in controversy, controversy. So we're going to talk about that and especially talk about the truth, the true spirit of Cleopatra, which maybe a lot of you don't know. Now, I talked about the spirit of Cleopatra several weeks ago on my blog talk show uh, when I reviewed a book by a man by the name of Jonathan Kahn, The Return of the Gods. And we're looking at today in this global controversy about a docudrama, you could call it. Uh, we're looking at today that spirit in action. But more importantly, we're looking at third dimensional activity. And as a conscious individual, my goal is to get us into fourth dimension, fifth dimension where there's peace. You say, well, what's the difference? Third dimension is where you have men and women at war, okay? That was Cleopatra, okay? The whole story of Cleopatra, all the way from Cleopatra 1 to Cleopatra 7, Men and women at war, incest, having babies, war, killing, murdering, all of that third dimension. So we have a beautiful example in our society right now, in fact, on planet Earth, of third dimension activity in the media every day. People are using only their five senses to um, be critical, judgmental. Uh, to be discerning and even to attempt to be at peace with their li- in their lives. But tonight we're going to go especially into the spirit of Cleopatra because it's a fascinating character. And many of you may not even know the history of this person. So we're going to get into that. But first, I want to play for you um, controversy has developed into. I came across a, a video, and this is um, – I do not own the rights to this video. It's titled, Young Egyptians Launch a Viral Challenge. Uh, The big debate and protest is from Egyptians who are now in the Arab Republic of Egypt. That's where this controversy has originated. People in the Arab Republic of Egypt do not like the docudrama uh, Queen Cleopatra that Netflix recently um, 
uh, presented to the world, and many people are very upset. Why are they upset? Well, here's I'm going to start with this viral, so-called viral uh, video where young Egyptians launch a viral challenge. And the thing to pay attention to is the energy. The energy that is being put out by men and women about a creative work of one person that they don't agree with. And so there's a lot of energy that has been put out about a creative work by one or two or three individuals. And we're going to go into that tonight so that why? Why would, why should we even talk about this? Well, we're all trying to get to the fourth dimension where there's peace and love and harmony. And right now we are full-fledged into third dimension, men and women at war, okay? The media presents every at every opportunity, the media presents uh, men and women at war, controversy, conflict, debate, all of that. And our intention tonight is to help you, help you, the viewing, uh, listening audience, to work for peace in our society. And the only way you're going to do that, I believe, is to be discerning and observant about those who are still in the third dimension and then going in the other direction to present harmony, peace, love in the fourth and fifth dimension. So I want to show you uh, where this debate is at the current time. It could change because I understand there is a lawsuit um, coming out from Egypt, from the Arab Republic of Egypt. And we're going to go into a lot of the history of that country. You know, Africa is a continent. Egypt is a country along with many other countries and uh, locations in the northern part of Africa, the continent. Then you have the Middle East and Mesopotamia in the, in the ancient thought. Uh, and we want to explore all that to uh, understand, overstand, even understand what is going on on the spiritual level. This is mature audiences only. Everybody's not going to grasp this message of spirit and soul energy. We are all living in a vessel, our souls living in this vessel, you know, but everybody doesn't believe that. They think it's all flesh, all physical, and everything that they see is reality, and anything invisible is maybe not reality to the current controversy. And my uh, co-host will be joining me shortly to go into a breakdown of this docudrama and why it is in why we're debating on all on the third dimensional level we're going to answer why there's a debate but then we have to go to the fourth dimension fifth dimension uh invisible reality to look at the spiritual influence in this whole global conflict so let's get into let me bring up the young Egyptians. I love this generation, this younger generation. They are teaching us a lot. One of the things they're teaching us is how brainwashed they are. Because um, some of the things that these young people are saying make no sense at all to me. And we want to have compassion 
and we want to be better listeners when we hear things like this going on. Because if we don't listen, we're not going to understand how this conversation should move forward. We want this conversation to move forward, right? So let's look at and listen to a viral video or or a YouTube uh, presentation by young people, in young Egyptians who uh, have been, are presenting a challenge. We want to know what is the challenge. Okay, so here we go. The new Netflix series about Cleopatra caused controversy as it features a black actress playing the lead role, which some view as historically inaccurate and racist. The series is also being marketed as a documentary, which is being criticized as misleading since a documentary is defined as a form of media that uses official records and sources, and this portrayal of Cleopatra goes against the historical evidence that she was of Macedonian Greek ethnicity. Remember my grandmother saying to me, I don't care what they tell you in school, Cleopatra was black. In response to this controversy, young Egyptians have launched a viral campaign with the hashtag Egypt for Egyptians. The campaign involves sharing photos online, with half of the picture featuring their own face, and the other half showing the face of either a king or queen from ancient Egypt. The aim of the campaign is to highlight the similarities between modern-day Egyptians and their ancient ancestors. Also, the reaction of the black community to the documentary was negative. Like, just make a movie about a black person. If you want to cast a black actress in it, find a historical black woman, make the biopic about her, and then hire a black actress to do it. Don't go, okay, well, let's take Cleopatra and then just switch her out for a black person because, what, you couldn't possibly think of another black person to make a movie about? I don't understand. The producer of Queen Cleopatra, Jada Pinkett Smith, initiated the African Queen series to enlighten people about the renowned queens of Africa. As the mother of a young black woman, it is important to me that she learns the lessons of the African queens who paved the way for the successive generations of black women. The dispute regarding this matter originates from the Afrocentric movement, which posits that the leaders and inhabitants of ancient Egypt were black and subsequently displaced by European and Arab occupants. Many memes have appeared online mocking Netflix for making white historical figures black. presented by um, 
by uh, Jada Pickett. So I'm going to, my, my uh, co-host tonight is L.A. Davis. L.A. and I have been on a mission to educate people about minimalism and tiny house living. Good, good evening, L.A. How are you? I'm better than terrific. How are you? It's so nice to see you again. We're back on YouTube Live. Hello. Hallelujah. Woo, YouTube Live. So L.A. and I are, are in harmony about changing the way people live their lives, and especially the way they, they think, because L.A. also does blow talk radio five days a week or seven days a week? Five days, what are you doing? Five. Five days a week. So I do uh, blog talk two days a week, L.A. is five days a week, and it's solar, what is it? It was it, it started out as It's My House, right? Well, yeah, it, it's My House, which is, uh, I guess, the online marketing tool, and then um, the uh, a, a new updated name. We haven't killed, matter of fact, the audience, but it's also DIY housing TV. That'll be the physical part of my house. The um, no physical uh, house. With the that uses social capital. Okay, so you're kind of coming in and out on your voice. I don't know if you can adjust anything, but I'm going to uh, give you a little time to adjust that, and then I'm going to. L.A. and I both are frequent Netflix um, watchers, right? I would say yeah. we, that's yeah, our yeah. that's probably our main source of entertainment, would you say? Well, one of them. One of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's funny. I, I have to tell this joke. Um, Elon Musk tweeted out how many gigabytes, how many gigabytes or whatever that Twitter was using, 9,000 or something like that. Does that sound right? But he said he had right above his tweet or, or the list of, of 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 energy that Twitter uses right above it was porn some porn uh, spot that used eleven thousand. So it was kind of a sarcastic um, tweet about people saying, "Well, tweet Twitter Twitter uses so much, but look how much porn uses." So everything's relative, right? Everything's relative. So L.A. and I both watch Netflix, and we both watch the docudrama Queen Cleopatra. And we want to just give you uh, our perspective, our insight as two Americans. I'm not using the B word tonight because it's been totally overused. You can look at L.A.'s skin, my skin. I have cosmic curls. I don't think he has any curls. But you can tell that we have melanin in our blood. I'm not using the B word tonight. I refuse. It's been overused in this drama and debate. So L.A. and I are Americans. Let's just say we're both Americans, dark skin, lighter skin, cosmic curls. We both watched the docudrama Queen Cleopatra. Now, my perspective, my viewpoint, my critique was I loved it because, number one, um, I don't know if you looked at it and, and wrote down the number of narrators. Were you able to count? I, I watched it, but I didn't. I didn't write down specific. Okay, I count. No narrators, but I didn't take note how many. Okay, this is why, as a college graduate and a grandmother, mother of two, 
Uh, we're ba- both baby boomers. So, of course, our perspective is going as Americans, our perspective is going to be a little different, right? But I enjoyed it because I learned so much about the history of that region. How did I learn about the history of the region? Six narrators, and I want to just give you their credentials. So, because if that's what's kind of crazy to me about this whole debate, there were six people of different races narrating this docudrama. The credentials were as follows. Author of Cleopatra and Egypt, Dr. Sally Ann Ashton. Egyptologist, Dr. Colleen Darnell. Uh, Dr. Islam Issa, author of Alexandria, the City that Changed the World. Uh, Deborah Hurd, PhD candidate, Nubian Archaeology and Egyptian Studies. Uh, Professor Shelley Haley, author of many books on the subject, classics at Hamilton College. And finally, Associate Professor Jacqueline Williamson, Art and Archaeology of the Ancient Mediterranean. Now, those credentials to me as I watched it thought, oh, okay, well, these people are probably telling the truth. Uh, they've done some research. They know their, their, their work. They know the study. They know the topic. So I enjoyed the uh, learning about history. The acting was so-so. Uh, there wasn't a lot of dialogue, in my opinion, that was deep or, or, or you know, thought-provoking. But I loved learning about the, the area and the, uh, the region of Cleopatra the Seventh. And one thing we've learned since then is that there were seven Cleopatras over a 300-year period. The seventh Cleopatra, they kept very good detail about the ancestry, except nobody knows who her mother and grandmother are. Hmm. Leaving some doubt about her ancestry, gene and melanin content of her skin. So we're still debating, though, because of the color of her skin, using the B word. So, L.A., what did you think about the docudrama you watched on Netflix, Queen Cleopatra? Well, it, uh, as compared to uh, Hollywood, uh, Hollywood's uh, version, which you have Claudette Colbert and Elizabeth Taylor, so Jada Pinkett, who bankrolled the film, essentially, it gave, um, in my opinion, gave her Western version uh, of Cleopatra, the seventh. And uh, now with that said, I think the only reason, out of the, the reason why Cleopatra, in my opinion, the reason why Cleopatra, the seventh, um, is on the radar as far as, I mean, she was the last pharaoh of uh, Egypt. But I, in my opinion, the reason why she's on the radar, as opposed to other African queens, um, because we have th- there are three African queens that are living right now. But I doubt most people can even name any one of the three. It's because of, um, just my opinion, um, interculturally, it was an African pharaoh or African queen who was doing poli- politically doing things with Europeans. Because there are other African queens that 
didn't have any contact or any action or interaction at the level of Cleopatra itself. So that's just my opinion. Well, you know, Jada's other queen documentary or or video, the one that came first, Nyinga, I can't pronounce her name, she had a lot of interaction with the Portuguese. Did you see that first one she did? No, I did not see that one. Okay, that one's really interesting. There were no narrators in her first one, which and it was excellent because I didn't know anything about this this queen, and nobody protested because it wasn't from Egypt. But um, she had tons of interaction with the Portuguese slave traders. In fact, in the end of, of that documentary or that movie, she became a Christian because of the Pope's uh, pressure, influence, and then she began to cooperate with the slave trade Portuguese men because of her position as queen wanting to maintain her power. So that was a very, quite a different story. Uh, I have to uh, I have to watch that. As a matter of fact, I watched the whole Queen series because uh, the good thing about Jada Pinkett on, on this whole thing is she is getting, visualizing, bringing forward information that we normally wouldn't have gotten from a Western point of view. Yes, and from maybe Western educators, because right. the peop- the six narrators of this docudrama probably are Americans, but they've all studied Egypt. Now, let me, at this point, um, bring in the transition over the past thousands of years in that land called Egypt. And... Um, the problem that many of the Egyptians have is that they don't want um, this area to be called Africa. So I think the debate, part of the debate is they don't really consider themselves part Africans, but they're Egyptians. And so when, when we look at Queen Cleopatra, they don't like to think of her as an African, but she's an Egyptian with Greek ancestry. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if we look at the history of that land, let's go back to biblical times. The first name for that we are that I'm aware of, and I think maybe the Egyptians would agree, I don't know at this point. But my knowledge of biblical Egypt was called Mitzrayim, okay? You could break that word down and get the meaning of it, but basically it's a Hebrew word that had a lot to do with the land and the people, the Hebrew people, okay, and the Egyptian people, the pharaohs, all that mixture in there, because Moses, the story of Moses, Moses was Moses was supposedly an Egyptian, right? And um, no, no, Moses wasn't an Egyptian. He was adopted. He was adopted. He became okay. He became an Egyptian. He was adopted, right? Because because of um, the Pharaoh's daughter, right? Sister, I think. Sister, daughter or sister. So when we go back to the beginning, I want to go back to the beginning for a minute because this is where people have lost their minds about what it means coming forward today and saying, well, this isn't Africa. And it's not the same dark-skinned people. 
and the culture's different and all that, but Cleopatra was this, this, and this, and she's not that. Um, so Mithraim was biblical Egypt. We had a lot of stories told about Moses and uh, the Egypt, the Israelites coming out of Mithraim, right? So move, fast forward, fast forward, Mithraim became, if you know your history of that region, from Mithraim to Kemet, okay? Kemet, what does Kemet mean? Black land. I use that word now because that's what it means. A, a definition of Kemet or Kemet, K-E-M-E-T, from Mithraim to Kemet, black land, okay, Kemet. So we're talking, you know, within the, the period of time where the Ptolemy and um, uh, the whole dynasty began to develop and conquering Egypt, um, Alexander the Great came in. This was called Kemet. But then slowly the Egypt, the Egypt name came in because of what? The conquerors and their language and their influence and their culture. So they started calling it Egypt, which has a different meaning than Kemet, which is black land. So you can see why we're having, somewhat why we're having this debate, because there has always been these conquerors coming in and wanting to change the name of the land from Mithraim, Kemet, and now Egypt. And now today, modern day Egypt is called Arab Republic of Egypt with a heavy influence of Muslim religion, Egypt, a people from other uh, lands originally. Would you agree or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds about right. So what we want to do, LA and I are going to do after the commercials, uh, we've got, um, uh, let's see, let me see, comment. Good evening, great conversation. Um, Naima, I did, Naima Latif, our executive group says, good evening, great. I did a lot of study of Queen Nzinga. Thank you, Naima, that I couldn't remember her name. She stood up to the Portuguese like the character in the recent movie, The Woman King. So we have, you know, people are saying, well, why don't you just talk about another dark-skinned queen? Well, she did. Her first, I think this is the first series by Jada Pinkett, uh, the Najinga queen of Africa. And then she moved into Cleopatra. But the big controversy is ah, people don't think uh, Egypt is really part of Africa. So that's where we're going to get into uh, some more energy that's coming out of that land right now that has to do more with uh, pride and the Venus spirit, goddess spirit, Venus Ishtar spirit that Cleopatra represented. We're going to go to a commercial now, but we'll be back. Don't miss it. Call your friends. We want to bring some harmony and peace to this issue and move forward into the fourth and fifth dimension, which is where there is peace and harmony. And out of the war between men and women that is currently taking place on a global Unmuted. scale. So Naima Latif is um, going to play our next group of commercials and we'll be right back after these messages. We have an opportunity to transform the whole global society in the next 50 years. 
50 years from now, the earth will be populated by a new generation of adults, many of whom are yet unborn. Our mission is to nurture them in childhood with love, guidance, and protection, and to raise them in healthy, happy families. If we impart values of compassion, generosity, and respect for fellow human beings in the next generation of children, they will create a world where people can live together in peace. This is our goal. Be a part of the transformation. Get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. Go to www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com. your holistic life coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com and I'm Viato. friends, family, and Egyptians especially, so we can have peace. We're being used right now to bring more division and more hatred amongst the human population. Um, I don't know who started this debate in Egypt, but it's a, it's a, uh, we're at a point of realizing we're being used. We're pawns, we're pawns in this game when we have, when we have to debate about the color of people's skin and whether it's a true representation of Cleopatra the Seventh, whose mother and grandmother are unknown. Uh, who was the concubines in the day? 
people are saying uh, that, well, uh, it's very, there was a pure Greek lineage from uh, Cleopatra the first to the Ptolemies had a very pure bloodline. Come on now. Nobody's had pure bloodlines for ages. And so this is the debate we're having, though. And so um, it reminds me of the movie The Gladiators. Did you see The Gladiators, L.A.? No, I did not. I didn't either. But I kept hearing this line about, are you not entertained? And there's actually a scene uh, of the from the Gladiator movie. And we have a caller uh, in the um, Female Solution studio. And I'm going to come back to you as soon as I play this, this scene. Because it so represents the spirit of Cleopatra in war and confusion and sex and love and all that. Because this is a scene where I think it's Russell Crowe. He's famous for this, this, uh, this scene in um, The Gladiators where he asked the question that we can ask today about any type of movie or docudrama that's put out. And I just want to play, it's only about a couple of minutes, to hear the, the energy. I'm ta- trying to help you understand the energy. Let's see, do I have it here? Yeah. Are you entertained? Uh, here's the, uh, see, the sounds of the movie The Gladiators. Uh, that brings to mind the battle we're in today, war between men and women. question, are you not entertained? And it brings to mind this battle we're in today with the Egyptians, uh, their government, the people, 
and the American producer of the film, the docudrama, Queen Cleopatra, are you not entertained? That's all this was designed really to do was entertain. And in this case, I think my perspective is with all the um, experts, all the narrators with credentials of Egyptology, Nubian archaeology, authors, they brought in a little history and uh, education. But are you not entertained? No, no. We can't even, even though there's a war going on in Ukraine, uh, Russia, between Ukraine and Russia, even though we have uh, pedophilias all over the place, this is a battle we're in, just like in the gladiators. It's a very similar uh, scene from the drama of the gladiators that we see now with this, all this controversy around an entertainment piece. None of us can possibly guarantee that everything is act totally accurate other than here's the funny thing about the history of that region a lot of the noses were cut off on the statues in the egyptian land in the land of mitzrayim and kemet and now the arab republic why did they cut the noses off hmm there is an answer to that question and that's when we can begin to maybe move into fifth dimension, fourth dimension, that we don't have to have this war now. We can really look more at the energy of of uh, Venus, the goddess, and uh, Ish, Ishtar, the goddess. These goddesses of love and war, political power, are still present today. And that's what we're pointing out tonight, uh, my, my co-host and I, are looking into the energy of this debate that we're seeing and hearing. And let me go to a caller, because we want your comments, we want your feedback as to why, what do you feel is the path going forward from this war that we're in, this battle, this controversy that we're in, uh, where we can get into fourth, fifth dimension, peace, harmony, and agree that and nobody knows the color of Cleopatra, really. You can look at the statues and all the noses that were cut off. Why'd they do that? You can look at the history of Mitzrayim in the Hebrew Bible time to commit black land, Egypt, and now Arab Republic of Egypt, and wonder, hmm, what's really going on here is a spiritual battle that we're in. And we hope that our Egyptian brothers and sisters can begin to see that it's not a, a battle of flesh and blood, but a spiritual principality. So let us let me open the mic uh, Muted. in our Blog Talk Radio Female Solution Studio. And unmuted. Let's hear from our caller in that studio. Naima, your mic is open. Three two one three six eight. Your mic is open. Go right ahead. Thank you. Great program so far, and uh, very enlightening. Um, as a, a history teacher, I just like to say uh, a few things concerning that documentary. Um, 
prior to uh, becoming a teacher, as uh, uh, before I actually entered college, I was interested in archaeology. Used to just any, anything I could get my hands on concerning archaeology, I would read it, and from that, I longed to travel to Egypt and other lands and just do excavations and learn about antiquity. But I never got into, I never got, I never really got into that as a career. My, my career went another way as I progressed on in college. But anyway, I like to say this concerning what uh, Villada was mentioning as war between the sex, uh, we'll say between the genders. Um, <clears throat> Actually, the uh, uh, tenet of the art of war is divide and conquer. And you have these so-called Arabs over there spewing out this poison. That's what I'm going to call it. And it's a, what it is is just a, con a continuation of warfare, divide and conquer, because now there's a whole lot that I could talk to you about this subject because it goes way deeper than even the documentary and what we're talking about on this program. There's this. I was telling, uh, I was telling my friend that this thing is like a diamond that has many facets, facets, and it's so fast and it's so uh, interactive, so conclusive, and so diabolical because there's so much deception, so many lies, and I mean just blatant lies. Just like, for instance, these people that are calling themselves Arabs, they're neither Arabs nor Egyptians. These people, when you go to their background and their descendancy, they're Khazars. Nobody's talking about that. That part is to be hidden. It's not for the common people to even know. But you do have people that study and know these things. And so I want to throw that out. I want you to think, listening audience, what you see is not what you get. What you hear is not what you get. Everything that appears a certain way doesn't have to be that way and isn't that way, in this, especially in this day and age. There's so much deception, lies, and all kinds of uh, intrigue and all kind of mess going on. It's a shame. But anyway, um, when you uh, – okay, in, in school, basically when we got world history – and they mentioned Cleopatra. All they showed Cleopatra was basically as a as a whore. Mark Anthony's and Caesar's whore. Okay, they didn't talk about her as, as really much as being a queen. All right, and that was the history that we had, portrayed by Elizabeth Taylor, as it was mentioned earlier by AJ. And uh and so you had it. You didn't have protesters then. Here you had this white woman playing a, a so called Egyptian queen. But nobody protested them because it was Hollywood. And guess what? Behind that presentation, once again, we go back to the Khazars. But now you probably don't, I guess the average person wouldn't realize that because they don't really know much about Khazar because there hasn't been a whole lot of talk throughout the years. Khazar has been kind of like a shadow, a kind of shadow. But yet, they, they're not a shadow. They're involved in everything, everything that's going on. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure that if there's P 
people that's relative. You're me talking, don't like what I'm saying, but who cares? The truth is the truth, and there's a war against truth. And as, as we were saying earlier, okay, a tenet of the art of war is divide and conquer. So consequently, you're going you're gonna to go against truth with falsehood. And you're going to try to establish that falsehood with false documentation, lies, and innuendos, and all those kind of things. But anyway, I'm going to shut up because I just wanted to introduce some things. I could go on and on, but I'm not going to. So I hope that what I said uh, may have some kind of impact or some kind of help, uh, enlightenment, or somebody else, encouragement or something. So with that, I'm done. Thank you. Well, thank you, um, and uh, that was the voice of uh, Mikael, and Mikael's a very uh, close friend of mine, and um, he's also a baby boomer. So we're we're getting a, the baby boomer's perspective tonight so far, and if you, we'd love to hear from any younger uh, individuals, humans. I'm not using the B word tonight. It's been totally overused. All we're hearing in the media is B, B, B. She's not B enough. She's not... And the actress, Adele, her name is Adele, who's playing this role, um, playing the role of Cleopatra, her background is mulatto or mixed race, which is part of the craziness uh, about uh, accusing her of not being adequate to play this role that somehow she's not fit to be Cleopatra because she's not white enough, basically. And her her ancestry is mixed race. So it becomes even more ridiculous. That's why we have to bring in the spirits of um, Venus, Aphrodite, and so much more because what we're seeing is a spiritual battle. L.A., you have any comments so far? You know, we need to remind people that Egypt, just like the United States, was a multicultural society. So when you're a multicultural, everybody is is up in there. And then if people need to have a visual for identification purposes, somebody in this culture in 2023, Hoda Kopke, who's on the Today Show, she's Egyptian. But she's not the quintessential Egyptian. Once again, in Egypt, during the time of Cleopatra, was a multicultural society. And and as we've done our research, this this document uh, docudrama has inspired me to do more research. And as I mentioned, I did a, a blog talk show several weeks ago about uh, Jonathan Kahn's book, The Return of the Gods, which reminded us of the spiritual battle that we're in with uh, goddesses such as Venus and Ishtar. So here's a little piece about um, Aphrodite or Venus. Uh, just to remind us of how the people in that area lived and what their beliefs were, basically. Uh, They had a belief uh, that said uh, Aphrodite and Venus and Ishtar. In fact, in the document, in the uh, docudrama, 
uh, the actress mentions as Cleopatra, I am Venus, I am Aphrodite, uh, I am Ishtar. She mentions these goddesses as part of her persona and her her identification. And that's what you see in uh, the description of Aphrodite, Venus, uh, that period, that Roman period, they believed in the presence and power of these Greek and Roman Roman goddesses. Rome's uh, Venus was, came to symbolize Rome's imperial power. And like her Greek counterpart Aphrodite, Venus was intimately associated with love and beauty, yet other elements were distinctive to the Roman goddess. So the spirit of Isis, the spirit of Venus, is still with us today. As uh, the last caller mentioned, we are witnessing not just third-dimension reality, but we're witnessing divide-and-conquer spiritual battle going on, that you could present an, an uh, entertainment, as I said, are you not entertained? A creative work was presented, as a necklace has thousands of creative works. But I believe the period that we're in, the land of Egypt is going through, once again, a serious uh, awakening and transition of who they are, identity crisis. Maybe it's, it's even that Americans as well as Egyptians People all over the planet, we're all going through kind of an identity crisis. In America today, how many people cannot really say what it means to be an American? L.A., for you, instance, for you, what does it mean to be an American for you? All depends on who you talk to. Exactly, exactly. So for you, with your back, tell the people a little bit about maybe your background, where you were brought up and your parents, and then... Today, how do you feel? Are you an American? Are you a, a mixed-race person? Why do you identify with who you are today compared to how you grew up? All depends on who I'm talking to. Oh, that too, huh? <laughs> All depends on who I'm talking to. So it, it, to some people, I'm black. Uh, to some people, I'm an American. Uh, I'd like to say it's... It, um, and like, for instance, I have a lot of uh, friends that live on different continents, different countries. So when, they, when I'm in conversation with them, race doesn't come up. Doesn't come up at all. Color doesn't come up. But here in this country, once again, depending on who I'm talking to, what do they call it, code switching. So you have to adjust, you know, to the uh, at least I adjust to the uh, the person or audience that I'm dealing with. So why why I, do I you travel with a blue passport? So <laughs> blue passport. For travel reasons, I'm an American. That that on the passport it doesn't have any have a picture of me, but it, you're an American, so that's the way it is. So why do you think the Egyptians are so focused on Adele is not be enough to be? Oh, I think it's the Egyptians. 
Um, yeah, they're the ones who are arguing. They're the ones who are suing. Okay, here's the, the the current situation. The Egyptian government is suing Netflix because uh, of the portrayal of Cleopatra as a, a black person. That's how they're putting it. That's why they've overused this word. Why do you think in 2023 they're even bringing this argument? Well, <clears throat> that's my opinion. I don't know the backstory on that. Um, out of my travels internationally, the the people that I've run into, because I've I've been on three continents, so in the United States or maybe the UK, I haven't, I haven't been to a after yet. Color is part of the culture. That's just the way people identify. Now, in other cultures or continents that I've been in, like I say, race or color never comes up in conversations. Even in, when you're speaking to a lot of Africans, because they're, they're, they're over, they're over two to three, 2,500 to 3,000 indigenous languages spoken in Africa. So when it comes to, now this is just my take on the controversy with Cleopatra, I think a couple of things need to occur to get a more accurate picture of who Cleopatra really was. Number one, you need to make a trip to and number two, you need to um, get out of your language. And what language is the historians, what language did they write about Cleopatra? Because it wasn't English. It wasn't American English. It wasn't British English. So, I mean, what what language, what, what, what historians are we, you know, what was the original language? that was, you know, that recorded about the life and times of Cleopatra. Because when you when you uh when you switch when you translate to another language, some things just don't translate. A lot of things get lost in the translation. So this next anything we well not anything. On Netflix at least the docu series produced by Jada Pinkett Smith not hats off her for Putting it out there, but the the we're getting, in my opinion, a Western uh of because if she wrote the checks, okay, the bankroll is. So we're getting an, in my opinion, an African American woman's version of Cleopatra. That's just my opinion on. Okay. I don't speak I don't speak Coptic Egyptian. I don't know the languages that speak clear tracks of a rope. Uh I haven't I can't like anything written about Cleopatra from an Egyptian an historical Egyptian point of view, written in whatever language that they used in Egypt at that time. I don't know it. I don't speak it. So like I say, in my opinion, to get a true representation of who she was Regardless of color, you need to first go over there. Go over there, and number two, if you can, uh, uh, learn the language, and then start reading some of the things that were written 
in their natural language, and then see if you go from there. Because, like I said, when it comes to languages, some things don't translate to another. I mean, there's some words in any language that don't translate to anything. There's not a word for it in another language. So I'll aim up for you. Okay, so excellent point, L.A. Thank you. Um, because if you have traveled, you haven't been to Egypt, and I agree, if someone is going to be an expert on Egypt, they definitely should have traveled there. How about at least studied for 40 years Egypt and then made several trips to Egypt in that 40-year period and wrote books about it? That's what we want to discuss how do you become an expert on Egypt these days? We'll be right back to these messages. Naima Latif, your mic is open. What happens when a group of people are kidnapped from their homes, smuggled away in chains, and held captive in a foreign land where they are tortured, raped, and forced to perform hard labor by the lash of a whip and under the constant threat of death? Slavery, the African-American psychic trauma. What happened to the doctors, writers, scientists, builders, educators, and spiritual leaders from Africa's golden age. Who did they really capture and sell into slavery? Are all African Americans suffering from psychic trauma because of a conspiracy to hide their true identities? Do you have psychic trauma? Take the test on page 22 of the book and see. Order it online today at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com and get your personally autographed copy of the book, Slavery, the African-American Psychic Trauma. Oh man, God sent the monthly sun bill today. This sunlight is really expensive, especially during this season. I'll probably have to work overtime to pay it. Well, you better pay it on time. We don't want the sun to go out and we're sitting up here all day in the dark. Wouldn't it be terrible if God charged us for sunlight? Well, thank God, the light and heat from the sun is free. So why are we paying such high bills for the energy we use in our homes? Because we don't know how to use solar energy, the free energy from the sun. You can convert your regular home to a solar energy home and save tremendously on your electric bill. Take a look at your electric bill. Wouldn't you like to reduce or possibly even eliminate that cost altogether? Let one of our solar consultants show you how. Call today, 312-849-3456 and schedule a free consultation. That's 312-849-3456. Is Monday morning a struggle to get out of bed, into the swing of things? Well, don't worry, you are not alone. Join us for thought-provoking, 
stimulating and mindful conversations on higher learning with Zelda Speaks for your Monday morning mindfulness session on Blog Talk Radio, The Female Solution, Mondays, 7.30 until 9 a.m. Be sure and send your ideas, thoughts, comments, and suggestions. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit Zelda Speaks. And send us your info. We'd love to have you. Experience mindfulness moments with the mindfulness slash stress relief coach, Zelda Speaks. And thanks for sharing the mindfulness moment tip of the day. Stay on purpose, stay empowered, and stay tuned to your next session of mindfulness on higher learning with Zelda Speaks. Make it a mindful day. And thanks for listening. Kemet. 
That word is not used very often anymore in the land of Egypt. But yet Kemet was the energy of Egypt for many years, right? We didn't hear about, we didn't know any a, a word called Egypt until the conquerors came in and changed that name. So if you think about the history of this place and what it means to us as Americans, many Americans identify very strongly because they've had a DNA test and they have realized that they actually have DNA or genes that go back to connect. There's several people in America who have had a test done to identify them specifically with a tribe in, is, in, in Egypt or in Africa. But the identity crisis is here, where many of us only see ourselves as a color. We only see ourselves as a race. When third and fourth, fifth dimension is an evolution of identity beyond beyond the color of your skin. And so what we're witnessing is entertainment. This is the whole whole point of me bringing up the gladiators and uh, a movie that was pretty violent and pretty full and full of lots of entertainment. And the, the famous words were, are you not entertained? And that is the key in what we're seeing today. Are you not entertained? People are taking this very seriously, and yet all it is is entertainment. Because when you look at the full spectrum, the full spectrum of history and characters and the mind of Jada Pinkett, the mind of six people. Now, now L.A. brought up the point that you really can't talk about Egyptian history, unless you've been there, right? That was your point, right, L.A.? Not only been there, but it also would help if you would know the language that was written about, recorded about Cleopatra. Right. Because, like I say, when, when it comes to languages, some things might not translate to American or British English. Right. So... When you when you decide to make a movie or a docudrama, what would be your step if you wanted to make a documentary about something? What would be the first thing you might do to to bring that into fruition eventually? Since we're talking about Cleopatra, like like we agreed on, number one, flat Egypt. Number two, uh, what language? What was the indigenous language? Since Cleopatra spoke several languages, but what was the indigenous language that she that she spoke in? And then who were the what language uh did I mean was the Coptic Egyptian or you know, what languages was I mean, what, what language was the historical records kept way back when? And then who and then try to find people historians who could read that language today and then learn from them go to the libraries of Egypt uh, recommended by the Egyptian historian in Egypt and then once I learned at least enough of that language to translate stuff or hire a professional translator over there, that's what I would do. Okay. 
And so you have you haven't produced a docu a drama yet. And so um, your steps to produce a movie would be uh, pretty elementary and a novice, right? You'd be a novice to this. Okay, so let's take someone who's got the money and they've got connections. I think the first thing they would do is find the experts so they don't have to work so hard. Let's find the experts in this field. So when I look at that's why this whole thing seems to be so crazy, because when you look at this documentary, there are experts speaking throughout the documentary. But, see, people are not not paying attention or, or acknowledging or making note of the experts. So if you're an expert, let's see, what type of credentials might you have? You wrote a book on it, right, which means you've done some research, right? All right, well, but all right, the, the experts in, in this docudrama, they were speaking in English. I didn't hear anything other than English that whole documentary. So uh, maybe I missed something, but um, in my opinion, they have an authentic. I mean, we need to see something that was, I mean, people speaking, you know, whatever they speak, you know, in, in that country, they need to. Show me those experts, but those experts do exist. Right, right. So are you not entertained is the question. Again, nobody... Well, I wasn't looking at it for entertainment because the whole, I was looking to see if there was anything new about Cleopatra that I didn't know about. Okay, so I think I our, our, uh, crea- our questions got answered as we were looking for historical data or information, right? Yeah, I'm going to say, I was looking at it. Tell me something about Cleopatra that I didn't know. Exactly, other than Elizabeth Taylor's version, right? Because that's what we grew up with. That was, and that, by the way, I believe, believe that was one of the most expensive movies ever made. But what did we learn other than be entertained? Did you learn anything about that period when we watched Elizabeth Taylor as Cleopatra other than being entertained? Well, that's the whole mythology of Cleopatra's story, once again told from a Western point of view. It's it's thought-provoking. It does have an entertainment element to it. She was, like I said, she was the last pharaoh. We didn't know that. I don't think we knew that. As we watched Elizabeth, what, what year was that movie made? Ooh, I don't know. We'll Google that. We'll find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on Wikipedia. But uh, but now she wasn't called like, a pharaoh. When that movie was made. Okay, and Claudette Colbert made her version of it too. Well, that was a Hollywood production. Exactly. Right. Inter- let's entertainment, right? That we were entertained right. totally with Elizabeth right. Taylor and Claudette Colbert. She wasn't even called a pharaoh in that movie. She was not called a feral. She was yeah. called Queen. That was it. And what were we doing? We were admiring the beautiful uh, dresses, the beautiful crowns, the beautiful uh, uh, backgrounds, the environment. We were entertained. Are you not entertained? Okay. So moving fast forward to this time period, we got history. We got facts. And we got people just hating this. That the 
historical facts are brought out, and we weren't just entertained. That's going back to grab. That's why it keeps coming to my mind, gladiators. Are you not entertained, people? We cut off heads. We fought. We did what you asked us to do. We created a movie. Are you not entertained? No, you gave us too much history in this part. We want to go back to Elizabeth Taylor where we were just entertained. Instead of uh, tickling our, our our mind, our brain, our thoughts, thought-provoking, this, this to me, this docudrama was more thought-provoking than Elizabeth Taylor Claudette Colbert version, Hollywood, where, that we watched as children. Because we didn't care, really. Did we care? We just wanted to be entertained by Hollywood. Well, we have to remember, <clears throat> with many films, at least Hollywood films, um, the producers, what do they call it, dramatic life. So maybe about 75%, uh, because we can say the Cleopatra version, I mean, the uh, Elizabeth Taylor version of Hollywood was based on the life of Cleopatra. But it wasn't an accurate portrayal of who Cleopatra was. That's what we have to look at most movies. Now, you can even say with uh, the, the Netflix, um, um, Jada Pinkett Smith, that's her version. We don't know how much dramatic license she took. That's what I'm saying. If uh, for me, well, you, you, I can't. You, you basically you got to pick it up from the original language. That's where I look at. I'm looking up the year. I'm looking up the year uh, that Cleopatra made, uh, or the Elizabeth Taylor, because I'm. You know what? I want to know how old I was when that was made, because it says a lot about um, the fact that you and I are baby boomers. We're in our sixties now. Uh, when we watched Elizabeth Taylor and Cleopatra, all we wanted was entertainment, right? And I think especially. Um, Back during that time, if you grew up in an urban area, okay, that movie was, let's see, no, I don't want to know. Okay, Cleopatra trailer, 1963, June 12, 1963. All right, now, well, Elizabeth Taylor, we have to look at it like this. It was produced in Hollywood, and they have a lot of uh, Hollywood movies. Uh, then, as well as today, a lot of a lot of private investors. You know, you know, and the producers are looking at, all right, what star can we put in this movie, cast in this movie, where people will come out and buy tickets. So they can get the investors' money back and make a profit. Absolutely, absolutely. So we look at 1963. I was eight years old. How old were you? I was eight years old. So the night, so looking at it from a producer's point of view, that they have to make money on this film. Who could we cast? Because movie stars are essentially salespeople. So in 1963, name a black actress that could be cast in that movie that enough of the general 
figure by in public, which was majority white folks then as well as now, who could they cast? Because it was the internet as we know it. I mean, the internet did exist then, but it wasn't. It, everybody didn't have access as they have it today. But who could they cast other than some high profile? Never black actors that they can cast. Was Liz Horn a big enough star they can cast back then? Eartha Kitt was she a big enough star? I don't think they were at that time. And and another right, right. And another point is, at eight years old, we didn't care. We just wanted to be entertained. I don't, I don't think as an eight-year-old there, I don't think there were many eight-year-olds, especially melanin kids, who wanted a full history of Africa and Egypt, right? So. Yeah, yeah, but what about what about our parents? Once again, what dark-skinned star? They could be black or negro, as they were called back then, or Mexican, or because the the the, queen, the the star in this movie, she's she's British. So what black star could come out? Who could they cast to sell that movie? But they didn't want to do that. I, my my point is they didn't want a black actress to do that back then in 1963. I, no, I, they I, did not. I don't. Okay, are you saying, listen, are you saying, listen, let me ask you a question. Are you saying that in 1963 they believed Cleopatra was a melanin woman? They could have believed it. All right, I wasn't, I don't know, but what I'm saying is when with a, a, a movie of that kind of a budget, they're thinking they did it then and they do it today. Who could we cast? Who's going to come out where, who can we cast as the star where people can come out and go pay the money so we can recover our money and make a profit? The reason why Tom Cruise or Denzel Washington today or Samuel Action today is they're, they're great actors, but they sell tickets. So going back in the time machine in 1963 when this was put out, that black star had that kind of a star power to sell tickets. Okay, so that we got Denzel. Because we only have a handful of blacks today that have star. Will Smith. The reason why Will Smith has star power because he sells tickets. Point blank. Hollywood is about money. So when who 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 black or brown in 1963 had the star power equal to Elizabeth Taylor? Okay, so you make a good point, L.A., about the motive and uh, the purpose for casting Elizabeth Taylor as Cleopatra in 1963 when we were like eight and ten, six, seven, eight years old, ten years old, and in uh, our community. We, I don't even know if we were expecting anything else other than an Elizabeth Taylor. But in, in looking at it from Hollywood's point of view, like you said, marketing, attraction, uh, truth. Were they looking for truth in that movie? I don't know about that. Hollywood, or many movies, uh, when, they, when they have like uh, Cleopatra, Ben Franklin, or whoever, and today they say, based. Oh, it's not an act of real truck. I mean, let's go back to time machine, 1963, on Sunday nights. You know, the, the let's look at the black actors or actresses that might have been on the Ed Sullivan show. 
Okay, Jackie Mom's Maverick. Okay, she was on the Ed Sullivan show. She had a power. Could she be Captain Cleopatra back then in Celtic? I don't think so. Okay, Dorothy Bandage. Did she have the star power back then in the old? I don't think so. Lena Horn. Did she have the star power? So I can't now. We got a listening audience here. Maybe somebody can call in and bring me up on it or bring us up on it. But who, what star, black star or Mexican star, back back in 1963, who had the, the selling power of an Elizabeth Taylor? Okay, Elizabeth but you're... Yeah. Okay, you're looking at it from two different perspectives. You're looking at it from Hollywood's perspective, right? What what who we, how can we recover this money? Right, right. They, they put a lot of money into that film. So who could we cast to make our money back? Okay. So when you okay, you I see what your point is, um, and tell me if I'm wrong. You're looking at it uh in nineteen sixty three, the uh, only um, the major perspective or point of view for Hollywood was money making, right? Exactly. And then as well as now. Yeah, recovering their profits. And so today, when you have a Jada Pinkett working with six people who have the credentials of art and archaeology of ancient Mediterranean. Uh, classics and author at Hamilton College, Nubian Archaeology and Egyptian Studies, uh, author Alexandria, The City That Changed the World, uh, an Egyptologist, a doctor, a Colleen Egyptologist, author, uh, Dr. Seth, author, here's an author of Cleopatra and Egypt. Now, how much study do you think she did to write a book called Cleopatra and Egypt? So I don't even think she had to know the language if she wrote a book like that. She had to just spend some time in that area, in the museums, in the library, just as I did. You know, when I wrote my dad's book, I went all the way. Because my dad played football in 1949, and uh, and he played before that with the University uh, of um they played with the university. I went to Oklahoma. He played with the University of, of uh, Nevada. And he played Oklahoma in a very important game that uh, they slaughtered the team. And it kind of sealed him as a, a Negro playing in the NFL that had some power, okay? So what did I do for to write that book? I flew to Oklahoma to go, and I went to the library, and I looked at hours' worth of newspaper headings about my dad and the teams he played for. So I didn't have to know, you know, I'm in America, of course, but I, I did need to go to that area to write about that part of his history and look at actual newspaper clippings about the events that took place where he was involved. Now, let's look at uh, someone who writes a book called Cleopatra in Egypt, Dr. Sally Ann Ashton. What did she have to do? She had to, like you said, she needed to go to Egypt, spend some time in Egypt. It would be interesting to find out how long she spent there. What did she do? Did she go and look? I'm sure she went to the libraries, probably looked at statues. Again, why did they cut off the noses of half the statues in Egypt? That makes that that's a lot of motive there of hate to me. 
and craziness. But uh, my point is this. From Hollywood's perspective, 1963, we got to make money. Elizabeth Taylor is the one who's going to bring in the dollars, blah, 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 blah. Now, 2023, we got Netflix. We don't even have to go to the movies anymore. We can just uh, pay a, a fee, a, a monthly fee, and be entertained, right? We're not, most people aren't, aren't even looking for history and facts and all that on Netflix unless you go to docu- documentaries. Do you ever go to Netflix and say, and search for documentaries? I do it all the time because that's really all I'm interested in. I don't want to be entertained all day and night by Netflix. I personally want documentaries that show me uh, the author of a book called Cleopatra and, and, and Egypt, an Egyptologist, six per, per, narrator. That's my kind of uh, entertainment is documentaries. We can look at, like you said, the purpose and the motivation for making movies when we were eight years old versus a documentary made by a woman who wanted to create something, like she said, for her daughters and for other melanin people who now believe that, yes, Cleopatra could have had skin looking like us, right? That's the reason why, that and political reasons, of course, because we now know what's the area, the Arab Republic of Egypt. So who's running the show over there? We, let's just be honest. It's not sub-Saharan, and don't even, we won't even divide Africa. It's not the Ethiopians. It's not the Nigerians who are running in Egypt or, any other, or anyone who, who uh, traveled to Egypt years ago. It's northerners from the Middle East, the uh, Arab. And I might say that the slave trade started with the Arabs. Let's say that. Just throw that in there so we understand the spirit of this division and, and divide and conquer that we're dealing with on a spiritual level, right? So, again, I understand your point of view. Hollywood in, in 1963 they need to make money. They didn't care about the historical facts, whether she was uh, light-skinned, dark-skinned, what. They just wanted to make a movie about this popular piece character, Cleopatra. Let's get the best person, woman in there, Cle- Leah, um, Elizabeth Taylor, and then let's get, get back our money, right, refund, get all our money back. Today, though, look at what we're dealing with today in terms of entertainment. This is what, what my point is. Are you not entertained? That's all this is. And yet people are divided and dividing and conquering over Jada Pickett's creative work to present this woman as something that she could possibly have looked like. Uh, the person who played the, the uh, part of Cleopatra is a mixed race. Her mother in, in, in Ptolemy dynasty from uh, um the beginning of that dynasty, uh, the great, uh, we're taking, starting that Cleopatra the first, second, third, fourth, fifth. We don't know who those people were really. It's all entertainment. And you can look at all the documents in the world. But when I see statues with their noses cut off in Egypt, something's going on there. Energy of Venus, Aphrodite, all these divide and conquer spirits are working their way. And now we see Arab Republic of Egypt. We got to go to a break, but when we come back, 
we want to just um, summarize all this during our, the last half hour, and we want to summarize all this and get back to, uh, I have Ralph Smart's going to join me for a little bit to help us focus, focus, focus on what's really important in 2023 after uh, three years of Twilight Zone. Unity is what's important, and that's what we want to focus on in the next half hour. Can we come together, global family, people of the pawns the pawn that we have become in many instances, can we come together in unity and see the spiritual energy that's working its way through our midst to bring division? Uh, okay, Naima Latif, your mic is open. And <laughs> Tune in to Sofa Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear great topics and stories on grief and turn it into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life and there is hope in the darkest hour. This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Sofa Solutions and call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515-605-9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon. Have you ever dreamed of going to exotic places, meeting fascinating people, enjoying uplifting music, and spending nights in a luxurious hotel? Do you look forward to a relaxing vacation where you can walk along the beach or sit in a quiet park and enjoy the sunset or sunrise? Whether you're flying around the world or driving across the country, we will share travel tips that will help you stay safe while you enjoy the journey. Join me every third Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, and move around with Deborah here on the Female Solutions Show. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325, and press 1 to speak. 
muted. And we are back. Thank you, thank you for being here with us as we look into the true spirit of Cleopatra, who was not only the queen of Egypt, but the pharaoh of Egypt. And we didn't learn that when we were watching uh, Elizabeth Taylor in her glory and her amazing performance in 1963. We actually looked it up. 1963, I was eight years old. And I think uh, my co-host today, L.A., was close today, eight years old. So our first introduction as children, as Americans, let's just say as Americans, to this queen who, um, who occupied the land of Egypt in Africa, which is somewhat denied today that even Egypt is part of Africa. It's more, oh, it's the Middle East, whatever. We are in a place of, we are in a season of divide and conquer. The spirit of, of uh, Cleopatra, which was brought out in this documentary, Netflix documentary that is so hated these days, it was brought out, number one, that she was a pharaoh. I didn't know that when I watched Elizabeth Taylor. All I knew was Hollywood gave us this great movie. And it was brought out, number two, that she was Venus. She was, she was performing um, personality, uh, em- embodying. She was embodying the spirit of Venus, Ishtar, which is a enchantress spirit, demanding uh, spirit, uh, war and, and uh, love, sex. Uh, spirit, a seductress, uh, unbridled sexuality, uh, pornography, sex, drugs, all of that rock and roll, you put it in there. This was the embodiment of Cleopatra and is today the embodiment of Cleopatra to study uh, the history of this woman and her seven from Alexander the Great to the seventh Cleopatra in between there, we don't know who the last pharaoh or queen was, her mother was, and her grandmother. That leaves open that this is just entertainment. And to argue about whether the actress who plays it was dark enough or Egyptian enough or Greek enough or whatever is ridiculous in my mind because the the history of Cleopatra is not certain when your mother and grandmother are not known. Uh, there was all kinds of incest in this dynasty, in this um, ancestry, sisters, brother. And that was another thing that was brought out um, in this recent docudrama. Lots of incest. Who, who, who knew that? I didn't know that back in um, the 1963, nor did I care at eight years old. We just wanted to be entertained. Again, gladiator mind says, are you not entertained? Why aren't you entertained? Because the pride, the ego, and the divide and conquer spirit of Cleopatra is so strong in that land that we're missing the point of the fifth dimension reality that we need to be looking at where we find peace and no war. I, for one, am just so sick of wars in the land of Earth, and yet we are not going to end the wars if we individually do not look to a fourth, fifth dimension reality of peace. So I want to share with you, L.A., did you have any other comments you wanted to make? Mm, Not at this point, no. Okay. 
I found um, Ralph Smart, one of my favorite YouTubers, uh, has his recent YouTube. Ralph Smart, I don't own the rights to his video, but I'm going to play a little bit of it uh, so that you see the wisdom of coming out of this third dimension of men and women at war and into the fifth dimension. This is a long uh, video, but I'm not going to play the whole thing. I want you to just hear the wisdom that he brings about being becoming aware of the fifth dimension. Instead of looking at a history of a person that is totally uncertain when you don't know who her mother and grandmother were. I'm sorry, but that's an important piece of this puzzle and of this argument. If you're going to claim that a person was definitely not colored or not dark or of Africa, and you don't know who her mother and grandmother were, sorry, you're not going to convince me that she was all Greek and all Roman or all whatever. That's a very important piece that's missing. Not There were concubines everywhere in that period of time. And as much as people say, oh, it's a pure race and Cleopatra was pure and there was no mixture of any other, the race, the genes, all of that, it's just entertainment at this point. We don't know. And if they kept such good records, where's her mother and grandmother? I want to know who her grandmother and mother are. So I want to just share with you some wisdom from my brother, Ralph Smart, about fifth dimension reality. This is so important if if you want to move forward out of the divide and conquer mentality that we've been in for too, way too long. It's time for us to examine, experience, or uh, at least consider dimension as our new reality. Otherwise, we'll continue in the war, dividing and conquering, and we will see more death and destruction. So let me share with you my favorite YouTuber, Ralph Smart, and just let you hear some of his words of wisdom. Okay, let's go here. Ralph Smart. Much love to you, beautiful deep divers. Another beautiful day. Listen, can you hear that? There's no place I'd rather be than with the birds, bees, leaves, and trees. We got birds singing, 100 degree temperature. We got butterflies floating around. We got the cat down the road sunbathing. It's a beautiful, hot, that's an understatement, hot, sunny day. Okay, I woke up like this all magical and fly deep divers just. That was beautiful. Let's breathe, deep divers. Let's go. Woo! Breathing in that good ass prana, baby. What are we doing, deep divers, every single day? 
raising the frequency. What else? Let's go. Raising the vibration. Take that, take that, take that. Good ass energy. I'm sending you peace. Infinite waters diving deep once again. Beautiful deep divers. We are out here in the heart of nature. Another new, beautiful, sunny day. And I hope you're taking care of yourself, deep divers. Look at me right now as if I'm FaceTiming you, deep divers. Look, if you are watching this video, this is your confirmation that everything is going gonna, is gonna to begin to shift in your favor. I said, this is your confirmation that everything, everything, everything is going to begin to shift in your favor. If you're ready, just say thank you. I want everybody to hit that like button right now if you support the real. Hit that like button right now and share this with someone if you support the real, because we've got a whole lot to talk about. So someone actually sent me a beautiful message under one of my videos, Deep Divers. They're like, Ralph. I'm like, yes. They're like, I love your videos, but lately I see you haven't really been talking about the new earth and the fifth dimension and how we're doing energetically on the planetary shift as a collective? That's a great question. We got a whole lot to talk about. Let me repeat that. They said, Ralph, I love your videos, but I haven't seen you lately talking about the new earth and the fifth dimension and how we're doing energetically on the planetary shift as a collective. Please make a video on this. So, this video is entitled, The Light is Here. The fifth dimension is already here. How you get there. Only the 1% will get there. We got a whole lot to talk about. Like I told you, deep divers, there are levels to this. And each one of us are born into the 3D, the third dimension. But what if I told you, you have the fifth dimension. And that's the place you want to be at because that's the new earth. And I'm going to show you how to get there, what we can all do to make sure we secure our place there. The cat down the road is already there, chillaxing, deep divers, and we ain't even had breakfast yet. Can I get a hello there? In the words of Ralph Smart, we live in a world so fake, the truth actually scares people. Mm. What? Slow motion this side. Mm. It's starting to feel like that old infinite waters again. I said, we live in a world so fake, the truth actually scares people. In the 3D, it's all about being fake. It's all about being inauthentic. It's all about living through a persona, which is a mask. In the 3D, you are a person. In the fifth dimension, you are a being. In the 3D, you are a human doing in a hurry to get nowhere fast, trapped, like Bob Marley said, in the concrete jungle. In the fifth dimension, you're in nature, raising the frequency. In the fifth dimension, you're chillaxing, going hiking, or you're by the beach, or you're by a chestnut tree, raising the frequency, doing a little samba, baby. The air is so pure out here in the fifth dimension. I'm already here, and only 1% are going to make it here as well. You see, when you remind yourself that there are levels to this, and not everyone can go, you see, the ancients knew that many are called, few are chosen. 
Many are called, few are chosen. And not everyone's going to make it to the new earth, the fifth dimension, where love reigns supreme. No, a lot of people are going to be trapped in the 3D, being immersed with fear-based media every single day, TikTok distractions, a low frequency, a low vibration, bad food, toxic energy. That's what's going to happen to a lot of people on this planet. So the light has come. The light has come. The fifth dimension is already here. It's already been here. Okay, how you get there? Only the 1% will get there. You see, it's not for everyone to experience higher frequencies and higher vibrations. You know why? Because you have to match that frequency and that vibration. A lot of people, for the longest time, the last few thousand years on this planet, have been living through the ego. Humanity has been living through the ego. Humanity has thought that the whole world is its possession, right? The whole world is in its possession. I own land. The Native Americans knew that you can't own land. How can you own a piece of land, deep divers? I mean, it's not like you can take it with you when you leave here. The ancients knew that we are, like my grandma would say, passing strangers. And we, know, we owe nothing. And that's the reason why the ancients, they were realizing we are a part of an ecosystem, not an ecosystem. So the fifth dimension to get there, you have to start realizing we are all connected. It's one humanity and we are a part of an ecosystem. What we do to Gaia, we're actually doing to ourselves. They're destroying the rainforest every single day, and that's the reason why a lot of humanity is in bondage, because they doesn't realize what you're doing to the rainforest, you're actually doing to humanity itself. So how do we get to the fifth dimension? Stop operating on the fair frequency. That's the lowest frequency. That's 100 hertz. You want to start vibrating at the 500 hertz frequency. That's the love frequency. I told you, listen to music of a high frequency, of a high vibration. Love frequency is 528 hertz. I've got a whole video on the love frequency, over 6 million views. So I'm going to stop uh, my beautiful brother, Ralph Smart. He, I don't own the rights to his video, but he should be listened to because he brings much wisdom to this conversation that we're having with our Egyptian brothers and sisters over across the waters, and they're fighting and battling, and they want to own land. And if you heard Ralph said, in the third dimension, people want to own the land. Not only do um, does the Arab Republic of Egypt want to own the land of Egypt, they want to control and own the history of Egypt. And they haven't been there that long. I'm sorry. But when you go back to the Bible, as I said earlier, the Bible started with Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim was the land that is now occupied by the Arabs. And Mitzrayim was the land of Pharaoh's. And Moses and dark skinned people and all kinds of people, mixture of diverse uh, colors uh, and, and languages, probably. And then we turn to Kemet, from Mitzrayim to Kemet. We haven't heard that mentioned, but Kemet means black land. Who owns that black land of Kemet? Who owns it? Hmm, let me think. 
It's owned by the creator. Gaia owns, owns that land. That land belongs to the people to take care of, to be stewards of the land. The history belongs to who? The history belongs to every human being on this planet Earth because there are many people in America even who had ancestors that go back to Egypt and Kemet. So let's keep in mind Kemet means black land, black people, but it was changed to Egypt. Another language, another culture comes in, conquer, 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 move, 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 people moving all over the place. And Cleopatra, number seven, after the long reign of Alexander the Great, beginning Ptolemy, Ptolemy, seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And we don't know who Cleopatra's mother and grandmother are after all the conversation after all the research, after all the documentation. And I, for one, think having six people who have written books, who have studied, who are Egyptologists, who have, uh, are teaching in universities, I think um, that's enough for me when I'm watching a docudrama on Netflix to take that information as valid, to take it with a grain of salt because nothing's perfect, and to say, good entertainment, and good historical facts. So I pray that uh, this has been helpful for you to move a little bit out of the third dimension of war, divide and conquer, and men and women at war. But this is the spirit of Venus, Ishtar, and more. So divide and conquer, gender confusion, it all goes along with the season we're in that we are transitioning from the third dimension of confusion, war, et cetera, et cetera, to a period, fourth dimension of peace and no war. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. I hope you are. And let's just look at Netflix as pure entertainment. Are you not entertained? Consider the the, uh, gladiator movie. Are you not entertained? Entertainment these days goes from cutting off people's heads with blood and violence and gore to romance and beauty. I recommend uh, the Charlotte, Queen Charlotte, by the way, a beautiful movie. And go to the movies if you have to. But if you're going to stay at home, Netflix, pure entertainment. Let's just keep it that. And don't worry about uh, who owns the land or whatever. This battle will end soon, we hope. But in the meantime, they're going to court and they want to battle. But in the meantime, tomorrow, we want you to remind you uh, to join us on blogtalkradio.com with Zelda, our Monday morning mindfulness host, celebrating the ancestors, elders, and veterans tomorrow for Memorial Day. Thank you so much for being here with me tonight, and I hope you have continue to have a beautiful holiday. Stay in the spirit of fourth dimension, love, peace, and joy. Love you. Have a great week uh, and enjoy. Be safe out there, please. Be safe. And and let's say bye to our global family.
end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows. Listen to our radio shows. Order our books. And be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, Zanyaba, Japan, Alingato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, Jung Kujung, Merci. Tashakur, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Shukran. Salam alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you. And may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings. And I say, want to say, thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye.